This is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning, everyone. My name is David Devonish, and I'm one of the pastors here at Woodside Church. And it's my privilege to be able to speak to you this morning. The context of the scripture that I'm about to read is that John the Baptist, who was Jesus' cousin, had started preaching very powerfully in the wilderness of Judea, right in the south of the land of Israel. He was an unusual guy, living on locusts and wild honey, and then baptising people in the River Jordan who confessed their wrongdoings and crowds used to come to him and so that's the context and we're going to now read from Matthew's Gospel chapter 3 verse 11 and onwards I baptize you with water for repentance but he who is coming after me is mightier than I whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptised by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptised by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now. For thus it is fitting to fulfil all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptised, immediately he went up from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. I've used the ESV version because it twice uses the word behold, often left out in modern translations, but clearly there in the Greek. And of course, behold is rather an old fashioned word. We don't really say it very often now, but actually it could just be translated with an exclamation, look, like when you see something amazing, and you're out for a drive or a walk and you say to your friends, look! Or you circulate a photo, look, look at this! Here this is used to point out something remarkable. Look, heaven is opening and a dove is coming down. Then look, and you have to listen as well to this one, God is literally speaking about his son, Jesus. Now. During the tough times of the pandemic in which we're living today and lockdown and so on, look is important because we need to, as Christian believers, lift our eyes and look to Jesus. You see, we've done many great series in recent years in the church here, but this time we thought we should simply take a section of Matthew's Gospel in order to look to Jesus, to learn from him 
and lift our eyes off our circumstances so we can face our circumstances with the power of Jesus and what we've observed about him. And so we're calling this series, Look to Jesus, Preacher, Healer, Teacher and our example. So, why was Jesus baptised rather than doing the baptism himself? John the Baptist was the promised in the Old Testament prophets forerunner of Jesus. A voice in the wilderness, it says. We often use that term in ordinary speech today. I'm just a voice in the wilderness. I'm just a lone voice. When I don't agree with what everybody else is saying, perhaps. But this actually referred literally to a voice in the wilderness, which John says he was. And he's a voice drawing attention to the one to follow. Jesus had just, John had just been saying, actually, to the crowd around him, there's someone more important coming. I baptise with water. He will baptise with the Holy Spirit and fire. I'm not actually worthy to carry his sandals. Now, sandals were unclean. Feet are unclean in the East. And so you're saying, I couldn't even do something as lowly as carry his sandals. And there was a queue of people waiting to be baptised. And John was looking, one after another they came. And then John looked, who's next? It was Jesus. John says, no, you can't be baptised. He knew Jesus had lived a godly, perfect life. I need to be baptised by you. And I've called this talk, why was Jesus baptised rather than baptising? Why indeed? That's what John the Baptist asked. This is, and this is the first recorded act of Jesus as an adult. Everything recorded up until that time was as a baby or a child. It could even be described as his first miracle. The miracle of humility from the one who was and is the Son of God. Genuine humility is a miracle. And Jesus begins his ministry in a river with sinners confessing their sins. He got down into the muddy waters of Jordan with all those who were confessing their sins and identified with them. With him, with them. Uh, Jesus here was a model, an example for Christians, particularly Christian leaders in an age of celebrity culture. He got down into the river with everybody else. So why was Jesus baptised? Well, firstly, to identify with us. As I just said, he got down into the river with ordinary people. A picture of a future identification when Jesus on the cross identified so much with the human race. He took our sin. He took our guilt. He took our punishment. He took our shame and he took the oppression by the devil of all the human race and of course overcame that by rising from the dead three days later. So it was to identify with us. Secondly, it was to fulfil all righteousness. Jesus says that's what we must do. We must fulfil all righteousness. Baptism is a commitment to follow the will of God. 
Jesus, at the start of his ministry, as well as identifying with the ordinary people, is committing himself always to fulfil God's will. God's plan to transform the world through him. Publicly declaring his decision to live a righteous life. But also, the word fulfil in Matthew's Gospel often refers to the fulfilment of Old Testament promises. Matthew says this quite a lot. And Jesus was fulfilling all that had been promised. And particularly a scripture in Isaiah 53, which talks about his suffering. It says this, By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, this was prophesied about the Messiah, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear, carry their iniquities. Well, what happened next in the story? Well, look! Heaven is open, and the Holy Spirit comes on Jesus like a dove. I heard a miraculous story of a particular unreached people group where a village had re refused to receive the Jesus film. But a bird came and sat on the shoulder of some young children who were looking after the goats. And this bird came. And they somehow got from that that they should receive these people with the Jesus film. And then when they saw the Jesus film and they saw the dove descending on Jesus, they said, ah, just like happened to us. And the Holy Spirit coming on him meant that he's fulfilling the promise in the Old Testament of an anointed one, the servant of God, coming to bring justice, compassion, mercy and change the world. The word Messiah means anointed one. Christ is the Greek translation of Messiah. But he was like a dove. He came like a dove. Humble power. Power in weakness. From all that John the Baptist had been saying, you would have expected it to be the Holy Spirit like fire. No, it was powerful humility. Someone said this, the Spirit of God in the form of a dove is an emblem of power in gentleness. Oh, for that sort of power in the world today, including in the Christian world, which in history and sometimes today has often failed to live this out. Power rarely lives together with humility, but it did with Jesus. Then, look, look, a voice from heaven. This is my dearly loved sin. This is, sorry, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. New Living Translation of that. This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Before Jesus has started his ministry, before any great miracles, this fulfilled another promise from the Old Testament, the promise to David that one of his sons would be a son who rules forever. A king will come, not only a messiah, not only an anointed one, but a king will come. And it says of that in the Psalms, the Lord said to me, you are my son, ask of me 
and I will make the nations your inheritance. The sun has come. That means all the nations can be blessed by this amazing son of God who had come into the world. Well, what about for us? When we get baptized, well, we're also saying to God, I'm committed to living for God's will. Remember that, baptized believers listening to me? When you were baptized, you said, I'm committed to living for God's will. Christ was committed to living for God's will, which meant living a righteous life and then dying for the sins of the world. We don't need to make that sort of sacrifice. That's been made once and for all time for all people. But we are committed, whatever our circumstances, even if they're ones of suffering and toughness and difficulty, as often is the case. We're saying, I'm committed to living for God's plan to transform the world through Jesus Christ, who I will tell people about. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what we call the Holy Trinity, God, one God, in three persons, were all present at this event in the Jordan River. Similarly, when we are baptised, the Bible says this, at the end of Matthew's Gospel, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, when we're baptised, it's in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Father was there at Jesus' baptism saying, this is my dear Son. The Holy Spirit was present, coming down in humble power upon the Lord Jesus. And of course, Jesus himself, the Son of God, was our example in being baptised. And we're also saying that we identify with Jesus. He identified with us. We identify with him. We've now died to sin with Christ. But Paul says in the letter to the Romans, we have been buried with Christ in baptism. And we've now risen to live a new sort of life. And we receive power to live. Jesus baptises us with the Holy Spirit so that we too have humble power, gentle power, not domineering or celebrity power, but power exhibited in a humble life, serving one another, serving the world, serving in gentleness. As I say, we don't often associate power and gentleness together, but Jesus baptises us with amazing power, but to be exhibited in a servant attitude, serving the world. And also, because we're in Christ, we are identified with him and have his righteousness conferred on us. We, we're all 
we all make mistakes, we all do wrong. Many feel very gr grieved about the things that we do and wish we didn't do. But Christ's righteousness, the Bible says, is put on us, conferred on us. So the Father says about us, this is my dearly loved son, my dearly loved daughter, who brings me great joy. And we have that as a gift. As a gift, you're accepted by the Father. As a gift, even before you've done anything, even before you've lived the life of service which you're committed to live. Jesus, the Father declares about you, about you, you're my dear son, you're my dear daughter. So, what does this message mean for us? Firstly, let's look to Jesus always. As I said, that's why we're studying these chapters in Matthew's Gospel, so that we look to him. That's why we respond to what Matthew writes. Look! Behold, look, let's look to him in times of stress, in times of difficulty, lift up our eyes. Yes, doesn't mean the difficulties are all taken away, but it means we have someone with us in the difficulty. And baptized believers, remember what this means in terms of your identity in Christ and your commitment to him. Remember, you're saying, I've identified with Christ, I've died to the power of sin, and I'm committed to transform the world. If you're not a follower of Jesus yet, look, look, please, could I implore you, look and see a better way of living. And a better way of living by Jesus Christ, who is our example, but also who died to set you free from what would stop you living that life and gives you the power to be different. And if you're a believer, but not yet baptized, resolve as soon as lockdown ends to be baptized, to commit yourself to following him. I plead with you, look to Jesus in all these circumstances. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this story. Thank you for this scene. When the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit came down like a dove upon your dear son. Thank you for your voice that said, I'm ever so pleased with this one, my son. Lord, thank you that we as believers, set free, can identify with Jesus. We can receive power from you to move in humility and servanthood, and yet with power to see people set free, power to live godly lives, power to do all sorts of things in the name of Jesus, power to have our prayers answered in the name of Jesus.
And Lord, I pray. I pray for all who are listening, that they may look to Jesus, even if they don't know him personally. May they look to something that's different from the, what this world has to offer, even in terms of power and authority. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.